This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Get ready. You're tuned in to Tea Time Unfiltered with your girl, Lovely Tea, bringing you the hottest trending topics on social media. Stay connected. Instagram.com slash Lovely Tea 2002. Hey, you guys. Welcome to another episode of Tea Time Unfiltered with your girl, Lovely Tea. Hey, you guys, I hope you guys are doing good today. So I want to come on here and talk about some things that are trending. So if you guys do not know, honey, <laughs> the girls are fighting. And when I say the girls, I don't mean Azealia Banks and, you know, whoever. I am talking about the tech girls, honey. OK, Facebook, Google and Apple. If y'all don't know, those girls are fighting. They're being super catty and they're trying to scratch each other's eyes out behind advertisement. So go ahead, pull up a chair and a cup, honey, and come sip slow with your girl. So what's going down is this. Um, I'm sure many of you guys are aware. We talked about this on the Discord. Millions of people, honey, you know, we don't sleep around these parts. Around midnight last Friday... Everybody got logged out of Facebook. Some people didn't, but millions of people did. And it started trending all over social media. People were scared that Facebook was hacked. There were all types of Reddit posts and everything else. I'm going to go ahead and play this news clip for y'all in case you didn't hear about this. Check it out. And if you were on your phone last night and tried to go on Facebook, you might have noticed the app logged you out. Well, you're not alone. Thousands of people across the nation were logged out. The topic was trending all over the Internet. According to USA Today, Facebook blamed a configuration change for the mass logouts. The incident not only led to questions, but conspiracy theories that the site had been hacked. A Facebook spokesperson apologized for the inconvenience the logouts caused. All right, y'all just saw that clip. So all these folks were logged out last Friday. So, you know, we were talking about it. People were kind of curious, like, okay, well, were they hacked? Are they trying to do something? Why did, you know, some people get logged out? Facebook claimed it was, you know, an accident. They were trying to update something. They ran to their Facebook app to let everybody know, you know, to calm down. So they basically said that we're looking into reports of people being logged out and having to log in again to access their Facebook accounts. We're working to resolve this issue as quickly as possible. Thank you for your patience. So that is what Facebook had to say about the situation. And then today, um, I was sent an article on Discord, and I found that really funny that just last Friday, folks was logged out. But now today, if you guys do not know, it's not being implemented, that Facebook will now have to show you exactly how they stock you. Even when you're not using Facebook. Now, this situation has been going on for several years. You know, people have always been talking about, you know, leaving Facebook. They, they track you everywhere. But most people just assume that they just track you on Facebook. But that's not what's happening. They also track you off of Facebook. And so this information became more known a year ago. So I was trying to figure out, well, why is this trending? Because I heard about this before. And so... 
Um, basically what happened is that a year ago it came out that Facebook was spying on folks. They were following you off of Facebook before they would follow what you did on their app, right? If you're visiting like baby rooms, oh, they might know that you're pregnant. So then they're going to, you know, show you ads with like baby products and bottles and things like that. But then what happened is that now let's say you leave Facebook and you virtually walk to Twitter or you virtually come to YouTube. All of a sudden, those same ads are not being shown on YouTube videos that you're watching. Or if you're on Instagram, those same ads are there as well. So this was really disturbing to people. And it came out that it was called off Facebook activity. So now what Apple did, okay, being messy. So now what Apple did, being the messy queens that they are, they ran to implement a new rule. Now, a lot of you Apple users, if you don't know this, be prepared for this, but with their, it's going to come out with their new iOS 14. And basically they are making it where it's mandatory for Facebook and all advertisers. Anybody who wants to advertise on the iPhone, you have to give the, the user, the end user, you have to give them login parameters, basically where it will say that they are made aware that they're being tracked and they have to agree to it. See, before, you know, you just surfed the Internet on your phone and went from site to site, app to app, and you were none the wiser, most people, right? So now what Apple is saying that in order for Facebook, Google, or any of these big, you know, uh, ad companies to be able to use their service, they're going to have to let their consumers, and we know, you know, Apple is the number one cell phone company, honey, okay, even though I'm team Android. Um, they have to let the users know. And for most people, they don't feel comfortable being tracked all over the Internet. It's one thing if I'm on your site or on your app, but what I do over here on Twitter should not affect what I do over here on Facebook, should not affect what I do over here on www.whateverwebsite.com. So that is going to be updated in Apple's new iPhone and iPads. It's going to be called the IDFA. And IDFA stands for, for Identifier for Advertisers. So you can think of it kind of like when you go onto a website and there's cookies who track you. Like if you're on your um, computer or laptop, there are cookies that follow you from website to website. So you'll see, you know, ads that are geared towards more your taste. Well, what people didn't realize is that those same bootleg cookies, honey, they're also in the damn cell phone. And that's what a lot of folks didn't know. So what's going on right now is that this is almost like the adpocalypse for the ad companies okay and I mean the whole thing is so complicated we went through this on YouTube where we went through our own little adpocalypse you know with the people who are creating content because of jealous media sources and things like that well now this adpocalypse is now coming at the advertiser industry so this is really scary for a lot of people who use these ad companies who need to sell their products, who need to do stuff. But on the same breath, people are concerned with their privacy. If you're on Facebook a lot, you probably are very familiar with that sneaking suspicion that something's watching you. Maybe your app turns out. Mm, you're not far from the truth. Some new uh, information to add to our understanding of that. Facebook has admitted it collects your information, and it's now even explaining how it does it. So, Scott, Facebook is stalking <laughs> us. It sure how? Is. 
Uh, it is uh, sharing that detail today. It's basically every time you go off the Facebook site to go surf around for something, Facebook is watching your every move. It's called Off Facebook Activity. Here's an example if you look at your account and go to this area. It is now sharing the apps that, uh, that you're looking at. For example, the last 180 days, we did this in the newsroom. There's about uh, over 400 apps that show up. And if you click on any of those individual apps, it shows you how many times you visited that, how long you stayed for so basically everything you do outside of Facebook. Now, they made this promise. Mark Zuckerberg did it uh, uh, because of that Cambridge Analytics uh, debacle back in 2018 where a lot of personal information was shared. So this is a way of them giving back some privacy to people to make sure that they know how they're being tracked, why they're being tracked, and why they're being tracked is because of advertising. Advertisers are very keen to get to those 2.5 billion dollars Facebook users. So this is a promise now enacted and in effect today for anyone going on to Facebook to see how they're being tracked, why they're being tracked, and exactly what we're all looking at outside of Facebook. Speaking of ads, how ironic. Here goes a quick ad from today's podcast sponsor. I just love seeing women be go-getters, so this is why I love Orate. It's a woman-founded jury brand, and it's all about female empowerment. They recently collaborated with Kerry Washington to drop the Lioness Collection. It celebrates not only fierce Leo women like myself, but all women, and I'm definitely here for it. Orate jewelry pieces are real gold, so you can wear them anywhere. Also, they make their gold accessible by selling it directly to you and cutting out the middleman markup, meaning that you get high-quality gold and diamonds for a fraction of the price. To check out the Linus collection or anything that Orate has to offer, please go to oratenewyork.com slash tea time. Again, that's Orate. That's A-U-R-A-T-E-N-E-W-Y-O-R-K dot com slash tea time. Also, to save an additional 15% off, make sure you use tea time when you check out. So make sure to go visit their website to rock some of that Linus collection. So when I tell you these girls are fighting in Silicon Valley, honey, pulling hair, kicking each other, biting each other, scratching each other's eyes out, it is a mess. So what happened Why they're back in the news with this whole situation concerning the off Facebook activity feature is that Facebook is finally agreeing to get on board. So they announced it a few days ago, and they're saying that Facebook announces new app login parameters to assist with transition to Apple's IDFA update. Because initially, Facebook was fighting back, Google was fighting back, but the difference is, as much as they want to fight and say that it's not fair, Apple doesn't need them, okay? Right now, you have these major tech conglomerates. They are trying to be the fucking king of the Game of Thrones, right? They're trying to be the final tech giant standing. And they're going to step on each other and try and crush each other however they can. And so what's going on is that Google and Facebook have been like the top two monopolies for years. I talked about this in the prior podcast. And so Apple is trying to find a way to, you know, beat them at their own game. The reason why Google and Facebook are so big is because of advertising. And the way they went about it was very sneaky. But I also have to hold the the advertisers accountable and also us as consumers. Because so many times we just do blame Facebook. Oh, 
Facebook is the devil. Facebook is evil. You know, we blame these tech companies a lot, but we never look at it from where the advertisers also play a part in this and where we as consumers also played a part in this. Right. So I'm going to try and break that down in this podcast. So basically, um, if you guys remember, you know, many, many moons ago before there were all these ads that would hit you on stuff. Right. When you came onto the internet, kind of just surfed the internet, had a good old funky time. You really only saw ads on television and they were placed like in commercials or you heard ads on the radio. That was usually the extent of it. Then at some point on the internet, it just started becoming more and more ads. Then, you know, YouTube came and MySpace and Facebook and people started realizing like, hey, there's millions of people accessing these websites, accessing these apps. You know, how about we start putting ads in front of them, you know, to help generate, you know, money for people's businesses and the economy. It's a win win. But the problem is it started being so many ads. Well, now it's gotten so crazy with the ads that uh, YouTube made a new rule as of November 18th, 2020, that you cannot opt out of ads on YouTube. Every video on YouTube, they are putting ads on there. So if you do ASMR and, you know, a lot of those videos, they don't want ads on those videos. Even if you opt out and say, don't put ads on my video, YouTube now has the right to. Because, again, the old way is shifting and folks are fighting. When I tell you this is like the tech Game of Thrones, it really is. So it's mandatory. So I have so many videos that are demonetized, but you guys will still see ads on them. But YouTube gets that money, right? Even like videos, if you talk about death or, you know, um, earthquakes or, you know, something that you're not supposed to necessarily get monetized for on YouTube, they'll punish us and say, oh, well, we can't pay you for talking about the death of whatever celebrity or talking about, you know, tens of thousands of people who died in a mudslide. You can't get paid for that because that's against YouTube's terms of services. But we can. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's such it's 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 very hypocritical. Right. So a lot of people were complaining about that. You know, a lot of outrage back in November. And then, you know, of course, with the Internet, we move on. But the rules are the rules. So they're going to make money off of everything on YouTube because, you know, they're, they're scared because uh, this apocalypse is coming. So what Apple is doing, basically, Apple has never really ran on an ad model. They don't need ads. Apple sells itself. They're one of the, you know, their top cell phone companies. Everybody, if you don't have an Apple iPhone, oh, you're a loser. You're poor. Oh, you have no life. Well, whatever. I love my droid. But, I, you know, even as a droid user, I'm going to give Apple their props. They are the top phone company, right? So their system has never been about them having to sell ads. They sell a physical device. They sell hardware. So that is how they get a bulk of their money. That is why they drop a new damn iPhone once a year at this point. You know what I'm saying? Might as well say once every six months. Seems like I always get a new damn iPhone. But I digress. So they don't really care if Google or Facebook is mad or they don't want to opt in or, you know, go with what they want to do. I feel like this might even be a way for Apple to pull Android users over and just whoever uses a cell phone like, hey, we have a new option where you can opt out and we're not going to let these tech companies sell your privacy and your data. I feel like this is more of a marketing scheme for Apple. I'm not mad at them, but that's how I feel. I mean, let's keep it real. Think about it. Who owns Android? Google does. And it's to the point now that Google is so immersed in Facebook, they literally become one company um, that you can't even take Facebook off of your phone. And a lot of the newer um, Android devices, Facebook is a standard app. 
that cannot be removed. So are they really going to try and push data privacy and push this thing with the ads when it's going to affect their bottom line? Absolutely not. So that's why they're not really saying too much to Android users. And this has mainly been a big push from Apple. And I believe that, yes, Apple may care about privacy and data, but I also feel like they're trying to low-key siphon Android users to come over to Apple and they're going to use the pitch like, look, we care about privacy. Look, you can opt out instead of automatically being opt-in. So like I said, Facebook is getting on board. I'm sure Google will be getting on board soon too. But before we praise, you know, Apple and, you know, shit on Android, (laughs) um, you know, like I said, the guards are changing and folks are waking up. These tech monopolies have been doing a lot and people are now speaking up. Lawsuits are being filed. I believe the reason why Apple is now pressuring Facebook and Google and making them look bad with this whole privacy thing and telling them if you don't you know, allow our users to opt out, then you won't be basically on our iPhones is because Apple is also facing lawsuits. All of these companies are being sued by people who are tired of being taken advantage of. If you guys remember the good old days of, you know, Facebook when it first started, um, they started doing Facebook games. So you had a bunch of developers coming in. They were developing games and, you know, just really fun stuff. And for those games, like if you paid, let's say, a dollar for a game or two dollars for a game, it went directly to the developer. So you started having all these developers making buku money off of their games, off of their work. And so um, Facebook and Google came in like, oh, hell no. Y'all are making money off of our platform. We need a cut. So then that's when Facebook, you know, started their whole model that, you know, there's a Facebook, you know, game store. Like if you want a game, you want to download it and play it on Facebook, they get a percentage. Apple created their own Apple store and then Google had Google Play. And so in these stores... Every app or let's say you're playing Fortnite games or whatever, whatever you buy for your characters, all of that money, they get a cut of it. Each platform charges developers 30 percent. And that was the whole beef this summer with Fortnite. And Fortnite um, basically sued Apple because uh, first uh, Google had kicked them off, had kicked them off of the Play Store because they were trying to circumvent payments to themselves. They did not want to give, you know, Google their cut because they feel like, okay. People know us. We put all this work into this game. We created this whole community. Why do we have to give you so much? Like I could see if it was 10%, but 30% is a lot of damn money. And they were making billions off of Fortnite. So Fortnite was like, they wanted their customers to pay them directly. And so the big tech giants, you know, the tech gods, they got pissed. So now Apple is in a legal battle with Fortnite. And then also Google is being sued. I don't know if you guys know this, but this was as of August of this year. Um, You can find this on Business Wire, but um, the lawyer group, Hagen's Berman's, they're representing hundreds of Android app developers who are suing Google and they're claiming that the Play Store illegally monopolizes the market for Android apps. So basically they get everything, you know, and there's no cheaper competition. You can't say, well, I don't want to use Google. Let me go over here. There is no competition on the Android market. And so now what Google did to kind of fight back because they're losing, you know, money with all these lawsuits. So now what they're going to do to kind of punish them and get back at them. The lawsuit is still pending, but they announced in September that they're going to enforce rules that's going to require app developers who are distributing their apps through the Android software on Google Play. They're going to have to use their in-store app payment system. 
So no more PayPal. They're trying to squeeze PayPal out. They're trying to squeeze out Vimo and Stripe and, you know, all those other payment options. They're creating an in-store payment option. And from that in-store payment option, that fee is also 30%. So they get 30% off of whatever people buy on these app stores. Plus, when you go to make your purchase, it's going to have to be done on Google. Then they get another 30% there for running the credit cards. When I tell you these monopolies are no joke and it is getting crazy out here, you know, everything that's going on and people are not realizing it. I'm going to go ahead and play you guys this clip really quick. Y'all go ahead and check this out. On the surface, it looks like Apple is having a pretty good year. But behind the scenes, its long-standing disputes with app developers are bubbling over into public view. Apple is facing stiff backlash over the way it runs the App Store, at a time when the App Store is a key part of its business. Cue the Fortnite gaming controversy. Over the summer, Epic Games publicly rebelled against the App Store's 30% fees and urged players to join its fight against Apple. Ladies and gentlemen, Apple just banned Fortnite. What? It's going down. Apple versus Fortnite. They're probably the one company out there right now that is so beloved by the the public that they'll be able to at least, you know, put up the best fight. It's not just Epic Games. Spotify, Airbnb, Tinder, Facebook, and Netflix have all had disputes with Apple over App Store rules, all while lawmakers are scrutinizing Apple and other tech companies for potential antitrust violations. What's to stop Apple from increasing its commission to 50%? We, Sir, we have never increased commissions in the store since the first day it operated in 2008. So what are app makers asking for? And is Apple going to listen? First, it's important to understand how crucial the App Store has become to Apple's business. In recent years, Apple's been shifting its focus from selling more devices like iPhones to selling more software and services. Think Apple Music, Apple Care, and of course, the App Store. Apple One gives you and your family all the services you love in one simple plan. In 2020, its services business, which includes the App Store, helped the company set a new sales record in the June quarter. Apple doesn't break out its App Store revenue, but analysts estimate it brought in roughly $17.5 billion for fiscal year 2020. Some apps and services are particularly important for the App Store ecosystem, like Fortnite. The game has more than 100 million registered users on Apple devices. That's produced more than a billion dollars in global App Store spending since its launch in 2018. But in August, Fortnite was kicked off the App Store altogether. That's because the game's creator, Epic Games, set up a system to get money directly from players without paying Apple its cut. Apple takes a 30% commission on sales of apps and in-app purchases. So if an app costs $4.99 up front, Apple collects $1.50 while the app creator gets the rest. Same goes for if you use an app to buy digital goods, like virtual weapons, or sign up for a subscription to a monthly service. But the fee doesn't apply to physical goods and services, like clothing purchases or home rentals. What Epic Games did was it tried to skirt that commission by adding its own payment system to the Fortnite app on iPhones and iPads. That goes against Apple's rules. Apple pulled Fortnite from the App Store, Epic sued Apple, and then Apple filed a countersuit. 
Google pulled Fortnite from Google Play in August for the same reason. And since the two companies banned the app, their monthly revenue from the game has taken a big hit. From a developer perspective, it definitely feels like we're forced to pay 30% right off the top. Austin Benson developed an app for Apple and Android called Hang that helped organize meetups. And he's currently a CTO at a small tech startup. It literally feels like a tax, and those dollars don't really go towards a government to pay roads and bridges. They go to pay two of the biggest and arguably most powerful corporations in the world. In late September, Spotify, the owner of Tinder, and Epic Games teamed up to pressure Apple and other app store operators to change their rules. Apple and Google have defended their business practices, saying the commission fees are necessary because of the services the stores provide including security and safeguarding user privacy. In some cases, the battle over App Store fees has also spilled over into accusations of Apple allegedly stifling competition. Enter Spotify's fight with Apple. In 2019, Spotify filed a formal complaint to the EU, accusing Apple of making it difficult for rivals of Apple Music to promote their subscription services without using Apple's payment system. Apple takes a 30% cut on subscriptions for the first year and 15% the second year. If you were to upgrade to premium in our app through the App Store, we'd have to give Apple a whopping 30% of your subscription fee. Spotify didn't want to pay that fee on its premium subscription revenue, so it removed the option to sign up from within the app. Users can still register on Spotify's website, but Apple's rules don't allow Spotify to direct users from the app to its site. Netflix has taken a similar approach, telling users you can't sign up for Netflix in the app. And Tinder charges members more to sign up in the app compared to its website. Apple said that developers are free to promote other pricing outside of the app store, including on television and billboards. Certainly when you see the big heavyweight companies like Netflix and Spotify make that move, you can imagine that uh, other companies are, are considering the same thing. Uh, but if you look at a, a Netflix and a Spotify, they're in a better position in the market themselves, so they could potentially do, a, say, a, a TV commercial that says sign up here. Um, smaller companies may not have that ability. Apple has said it doesn't give its own products an advantage and that its 30% fee is in line with the rest of the industry. But if you're an app developer, your business largely depends on just two companies, Apple and Google. Roughly 95% of all mobile app spending in the U.S. happens on the App Store and Google Play. We have Congress, the Department of Justice, the European Union, the the FTC. They're all investigating Apple um, and other technology giants, too, on antitrust grounds. Uh, Google and Amazon and Facebook, they're under the spotlight as well. The attention, though, with Apple by these government entities, though, has so far centered largely around the App Store. And the App Store has become essentially Apple's bread and butter. In late September, Apple said it would exempt some apps from paying commissions on virtual events hosted during the pandemic. But many app makers say they want Apple to review its commission policies altogether. And Apple's legal battles aren't going away anytime soon. All right, so you guys just heard that clip where they kind of broke it down even more. So, like I said, a lot of these tech companies right now, they're facing a lot of backlash, a lot of lawsuits. Um, You know, C-19 shutting down woke a lot of people up. And it let a lot of people see like, yo, something is going on and we may physically have to move everything, 
you know, to the Internet. So these two, these major companies are saying that they don't own the majority of everything. But then every year when the numbers come out, they've made billions and billions of dollars and people are tired of it. They're tired of the games and they're tired of the lies and they want their fair share. Now, like I said, there's plenty of blame to go around with this whole situation to where we're at today. Just like with the app developers, how they got squeezed out the game and got their revenue taken from them unless they went through the advertising um, that Google had. The same thing happened with the blogging industry. They have literally damn near killed the blogging industry. Um, if you guys remember back in the day, I used to go to like all the black websites. Like I would go from Bossup to Media Takeout, uh, straight from the A, Fredio.com, and you would go to all these websites. At that back then, we were, you know, conditioned to go to each website. And every time you visited said website, that brought them traffic. They were able to generate revenue. And a lot of times advertisers contacted those website owners directly. Like they would call Freddie or Nicole Bitchy and say, hey, we want you to promote our new movie, make your banner, you know, our new movie that's coming out Friday and we'll pay you $5,000. You know, so that's how it worked back then. Then you would have like the little sidebar. They would have the banners. Like basically they would turn the whole website into whatever the advertiser wanted for a certain amount of time. It might be for a day. It might be for a week. It might be for a month. And they were different packages or else as a blogger, you could also use like different advertiser companies. And one of the big ones back then was um, they were called Glam Media. And at one point they were generating 90 million dollars a year. So a lot of blogs went through them as well. They were able to get you advertising. They played the middleman. They had fair fees. But what happened is once again, the big tech companies came through and swooped everybody away. That was around the time when um, Instagram got really popular. So what Instagram did is that it took people from going over to the WWWs. And it's like, if you want news and you want, you know, quick micro blogging, you come to Instagram. So instead of going to all these different websites, people just went to the shade room because the shade room is going to post everything you need to see all from this friendly little app called Instagram, as opposed to going to, you know, separate websites. So a lot of these tech companies, you know, they definitely went out their way to monopolize everything. And it's really shut a lot of businesses out. It's affected a lot of media companies, you know, and unfortunately, because of their greed, it's going to affect a lot of advertisers as well. And where a lot of advertisers make mistakes is that they stop contacting the people of these websites and stop building these relationships and decided to just, you know, put their websites through Google ads. And with Google ads, because of the data privacy that we initially were talking about, because they're able to data mine and get people's information and locations and what your interests are, that was a better selling appeal to advertisers. So let's say um, I want to buy advertising for lovelytea.com. Well, I don't know who all comes here. You know, I have some analytics, but it's not as detailed as Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. They're going to know because they follow you all over the internet. They're going to know what you're into, if you have a pet, if you're going through a divorce, if you're married, if you have kids. Whereas if you come on just like a regular person's website like mine, 
I just have your name and email address. That's about it. I don't know anything else about you. Don't know your race. Don't even know your gender. You know, so that was the difference for a lot of advertisers is that when they went with the big tech companies, they could do specific advertising to specific people. So when you want to buy ads from like Facebook or YouTube or Google, then they ask, you know, what is your demographic? What is your product? And you're going to go through and check all of that. Like I want my demographic between the ages of 18 to, you know, 60. I bake cakes and I sell cupcakes and, you know, things like that. Um, that you may want to know, okay, do you want to gear your um, ads more towards people of color, you know, people in a certain location, certain zip code? There's all types of ways to narrow things down. So once they siphon the exact demographic that you're looking for for said product, then at that point, they'll say, okay, well, these are all the people, you know, we're able to find like 5,000 people and this is how much it's going to cost. And it can cost anywhere from a few hundred to thousands of dollars, depending on if you want all 5,000 people or if you just want 50 people. You know, so it just made it more, I guess, curtailed to a lot of businesses, especially small businesses. And I can see the appeal in that as opposed to, you know, just spending your money on a different website each month or, you know, hoping to like pay an influencer and seeing what happens with that. So they definitely have a good model because they know they have millions of people that come to their websites. So why not get into advertising? Why not get into the app store? Why not get into this? But the problem is they had their hands in so many pots and the way they were able to get their hands in so many pots is because they've been data mining the people for years and Come in a few weeks, that's about to come to an end with Apple. So that is why the girls are fighting. That is why they're upset because they feel like with Apple doing this, Apple's going to have an advantage because don't forget, they still have their app store, plus they sell hardware. So they really don't need advertising. But with Google, even though Android does sell hardware, they're not as big as Apple. With Facebook, Facebook doesn't sell any hardware, so they definitely need their ads. So that, honey, Facebook is crying tattoo tears, but they're going to have to do something. And now they're agreeing to, you know, change over to that policy where it's going to tell people automatically that they can opt out. Because if they don't do that, then the only alternative is their app will be removed from the Apple store. And then at that point, you know, that'll be even more revenue lost. Before people even realize that this off Facebook monitoring situation was going on, you know, think about how much data Facebook collected on people, you know, going from site to site. And the problem is we've all been conditioned to think that the Internet is free. You pay your Internet bill. This is free. YouTube is free. Instagram is free. You know, Twitter is free. Nothing in life is free. I learned that as a kid. Even if you went a free vacation, guess what? Somebody paid for that damn vacation. Maybe you didn't pay for it, but somebody somewhere ate the cost. Nothing is free. When you're not paying for a product, that's because you are the product. And at this point, they have literally commodified everyone. We are walking experiments for a lot of these tech giants. And what happened is we got it mistaken that because we can go sit on Instagram and go sit on YouTube and go sit on Facebook all day, every day and have fun and communicate and see friends and like statuses and talk shit and start mess and troll. We assumed that that was free, but it wasn't. The cost of that was your privacy and your data. And now these companies know more about you. And your spouse, then y'all know about each other. And that's true, T. There was information that people found out 
um, with some of this, because now what you can do, you can go onto Facebook and you can turn off that feature. So it is available for you to turn off that feature. But what people found out when they went to go see, well, well, damn, what did Facebook track about me? People found out that they were being monitored across multiple apps, porn sites, uh, fertility websites, medical websites, and their banking information, which is scary because that's your financial information, especially people out here hacking and everything else. So, you know, the threat is definitely real. So people just have to really be smart and understand, you know, what's going on and definitely stay on top of the news because all of this stuff is coming down the pipeline. And you want to make sure that if you're not comfortable with your privacy, you know, currently being used and commodified, that you opt out of these certain, you know, apps and you close certain things down. A lot of people don't realize that happens on your cell phone, not just on your laptop and computer. So it's going to be very... Very, very interesting to see what comes of this. Um, They're saying that everything will be pushed out this year from Apple. So it's good. You know, so right now, a lot of businesses are holding their breath. A lot of people are trying to find other ways to, you know, get their businesses out there, get their name out there, you know, partnering with like different influencers and stuff like that. And also, as far as influencers, you have to be smart as well. When you're picking an influencer, sometimes people want to just pick somebody because they have a social media following and that's not always a good fit. So before you spend your money, because there was a situation where a woman had sent um, Jada Chavez, uh, little babies, uh, baby's mother, all these damn babies, honey, the baby, little baby, baby, little Wayne. <laughs> they had sent her $11,000 to promote their lip gloss. And she just didn't do it on time. You know, she she was going through shit, just didn't do it, but had no problem taking the money. So the lady blasted her. She was really upset. You know, I paid you $11,000. How dare you not do it? Da, 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 da. And, you know, when I went onto the woman's Instagram page, I'm like, you're spending big money. 11 grand is a lot of money, especially during the pandemic on an influencer. And I noticed most of the people that she's paid because she only had like maybe like seven pictures on her Instagram. They were influencers. Just because they're wearing your lipstick and saying, hey, it came from this website, does not mean that all those people are going to buy. You're better off splitting that $11,000 between multiple people, smaller, micro-influencers, all types of folks, buying ad space and getting your, your, you know, your business seen everywhere. Not just with just one said influencer. That 11,000 could have been split across multiple platforms and it wouldn't have had all the drama attached to it. So, you know, a lot of times you have to be smart because, you know, sometimes people will contact even me for certain things. And it's like I turn down stuff all the time. Like it doesn't fit me. It doesn't fit my brand. People be like, oh, can you sell these organic diapers? My youngest is 15. Like, I don't have a child that wears diapers. You know what I mean? Like, I may have a following, but I'm not going to promote diapers. Like, that just that's disingenuous. You know what I mean? So it's just like it has to make sense. You know, if you're trying to sell baby products, go to a mommy blogger, go to a mommy YouTuber, you know, just things like that to keep getting your business out there. But, you know, also be involved in your community. People are so stuck on the Internet. People forget that there's a whole world of people that don't use social media. Yeah, I know it sounds weird, but trust me, they exist. They don't go on Facebook. My brother has no Facebook. He has no social media. One of my brothers. So there are people like my brothers and others who do exist. They just don't come online. They may watch a YouTube video every now and then. They're not on TikTok. So there is a segment of the population, young and old, in the community. 
So, you know, go back old school, pass out flyers, go to, you know, community events, set up booths, um, trade shows. You know, unfortunately, things are a lot harder because COVID and everything is shut down, you know. But once everything opens back up, honey, if it ever does open back up, I'm holding my breath. Um, definitely take advantage of that. Take advantage of that. So don't just place all your business eggs on social media. You know, definitely take advantage of getting out in the community, you know, throwing parties and, and you know, just different events, networking parties. Um, those are really good for businesses, you know, passing out cards, having samples, you know, of your products and stuff like that. Because right now with these tech giants fighting and being messy, I don't know what else they're going to see here and mess up and destroy. You know, who knows, honey? But I just want to make you guys aware of just all of the drama that's going on and why they were trending and, you know, why folks were upset. And, you know, they didn't know about this whole Facebook off Facebook, you know, monitoring. So I just want to make my audience aware, honey. If other people's audiences don't know, not my problem, but my tea sippers and my discorders. You know, if nobody else is talking about it, we're going to talk about it over here because I definitely want my tea sippers and my discorders to know what's up. You know, and especially with like the privacy and things like that and to know that you do have an option. So it's not just doom and gloom. I will make sure to make you aware of anything that I feel like is important. You guys need to know about. So on that note, y'all, thank y'all so much for checking out another episode of Tea Time Unfiltered with your girl, Lovely Tea. Y'all have a good day and I will talk to you guys later. Deuces. Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure you join us again soon. For all the latest tea, make sure you follow me on my social media pages. Just put in L-O-V-E. L-Y-T-I on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.